Before we start episode 5 of the Rippin' Darts Flinging Arrows Radio, let's thank our sponsors. First at Fat Stack Sports Show, hosted by Fats and Yo-Yo. The Fat Stack Sports Show is a coming-of-age podcast that features deep dives into college football, bar late-night activities, faster horses, RIP, NFL football, NBA basketball, LeBron James, and now Michael Jordan, March Madness and Bracketology, Crazy Hypotheticals, Movie Reviews, and the latest music with the lack of girls. Come join the fun and indulge your ears in an adventure that we all call the Fat Stack Sports Show. For this second ad read, I'm going to flip it to my guest, Noah Jacobs. Take it away, buddy. Yep, what's up? This is Noah Jacobs, the original founder of the Scrambled Legs podcast, working on expanding right now. A co-hosted podcast, Ben Jacobs, my brother and I, we talk about running, movies, music, anything pop culture, the Last Dance documentary, whatever you want to hear, we cover it. We're out there gaining on everyone in the running podcast industry and just having a little bit of fun with it. Rippin' Darts, Flingin' Arrows podcast. I think this is um, episode five, pretty sure. Um, we're just going to keep rolling. I am here with the founder, the egg scrambler himself, Scrambled Legs Pod. He's the guy, Noah Jacobs. What is going on, brother? You know, I'm super excited to be on. I love talking a little outdoorsmanship and pretending like I'm back at home. I'm in Madison right now working at a golf course. It's all city. I want to see some trees. I want to see some green. Right now I can pretend like all around me I'm on the tree farm. I'm out in a stand, even though I'm super impatient. Just 20 minutes. That's all I need. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with that, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, hunting is un- hunting, is hunting, but with that becomes the nature of all things, and, and we – even though like you're not the biggest hunter nowadays, you still run and you still try running in these nice, cool spots where nature is at its fullest. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I thought I'd have you on and we can just talk about things kind of growing up as when you were a child and um, how your father, Gary, is a huge huntsman and outdoorsman. Um, yeah, so let's get her going. So when you were younger, you used to go to deer camp. Like all the time, so you want to maybe talk about this deer camp and how it's maybe different or similar to other deer camps like around the world or around the country? Yeah, sure. But uh, can I preview my dad? I'm gonna do like a 30 second synopsis of his his outdoorsmanship to say I've I've heard all the stories. I haven't gone on these hunts myself. I've I always put off hunter safety for whatever reason based on tournaments weekend sporting events and things and i'm just impatient (laughs) but uh, can i give a little 30 second synopsis of gary's adventures oh yeah go for it all right so before i was born my dad he went up to alaska a couple times he shot a black bear he shot a moose while he was up there and one of those you you get dropped off and like we'll be back in six days good luck hunts (laughs) um awesome every year he goes with a group of guys to colorado to hunt elk i believe four years he's he's bagged some elks he used to have a dog that he took with him to iowa to hunt pheasants um he loves to go around and see new things and do stuff like that i mean, it's not hunting necessarily but fishing he caught an octopus while he was in alaska <laughs> it's just 
just awesome to hear all the stories that he's had. And then they've developed some land plots back on our property. And that is where, you know, gun, bow, turkey, whatever. We just hunt right in our backyard. So some of that might be why I'm not as into hunting because I can run that and I've seen that my whole life and I don't just want to sit there and stare at it. But I I do think I would like to go on – on a big elk hunt in the mountain or some sort of more big game hunt with my dad before, you know, he can't go on those hunts. Right. Um, so I guess, okay. Question for you on that. So when you were younger and he would go on these hunts, um, like, was there a time, like you knew whenever he was coming back to the house, you knew that he was going to have like some type of animal, correct? Um, I mean, there were times it was, it was always interesting. I definitely, I enjoyed turkey hunting with him when I was a lot younger because you can be a little bit more mobile and kind of change your position to, to chase turkeys. Yeah. And, um, I mean, whenever they went, they went a couple times with their dogs on like rabbit hunts around the property. You knew stuff was coming back. So that was cool. But deer season is always a question mark, right? Sure. You never know what someone might see. And a lot of the experienced hunters out there, they, they sit and they wait. And especially if it's on their property, they're not going to shoot something unless it's a solid eight point or it's solid grown deer. They want stuff to grow and to be really big and to be near trophy-ish type of like Shiawassee County, Michigan bucks. Right. Uh, so my, I mean, this is how I say it. You let them go to let them grow. That's a saying we have on our yo-yo ball property. Um, this year, it's funny you say that because this year I passed on a six point and a it was, you know, it was two six points and a really big, like big, broad, big chested four point deer, which is going, it's probably going to be around an eight, I would say this year, uh, with the way it looked and how it's going to grow. But yeah, I guess with that, like these moose hunts have to be like unreal. Um, I know you didn't go with him, but I'm sure he's kind of maybe told the stories about it. Um, he goes up there with a couple buddies and I've always wanted to, um, go on a hunt where they drop you off and it's just you in the wild. I know you can't really do it around the old Shiawassee County area, but, uh, it'd be so cool just to go out to like Montana, sit and just spot, like do with a spotting scope and just sit there and, and stare at all these beautiful creatures and the beautiful land around it up in the mountains. I think it would be phenomenal. Um, I would love, love to do that. What about yourself? Yeah, no, I, that's the one thing I want to get into. And the first thing with that is you have to have some money and you have to be willing to sacrifice some serious time to go on a hunt like that. So as a college student, I can't exactly afford to fly to Alaska and get this private plane out or however exactly it works, basically to get dropped off near a river set up base camp in six days you got to have all the stuff you have to have all the survival tools and abilities i'm not ready for that yet but i want to be and i want to do that 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 intrigues me a lot and seeing new things seeing all the beautiful wildlife but i can't even imagine right so he he shoots a moose goes down in the river and now you got to cut up this whole moose and how many trips you got to take you think of what it is when you are are gutting a deer now Multiply that by like times five, right? And and you got to get all this meat separately back to your camp and somehow wrap it to protect yourself from bears too, right? So like with that, like I've seen I've seen shows and in a couple movies where they do. So it happens it happens more I would say like like a lot of trips and like it's more of a 
like way to like show your appreciation. Um, this guy, and you know who it is. We've talked about him before. Uh, his name is Cameron Haynes, Cam Haynes. And Cam, Cam Haynes, if you watch one of his videos on YouTube, he talks about his bull of a lifetime. And he's out in the middle, I think it was Colorado or Montana, Utah. It was out there somewhere in the West. And he had to take four trips back and forth because he shot the biggest elk of his life. And I can, like, like even an elk, multiply that by three or four when you're talking about a moose. Because moose is, like, okay, you have a moose hanging in your house. I have a moose hanging that your dad shot. I have a moose hanging in my house that my dad bought. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But with this, with the story, you see this moose head. It's a, it's just their head and it's the size of the wall. So can you imagine them standing on four legs? I would, I think I might like chip my pants. I mean, you never really know. Um, Cam Haynes, obviously a badass. And 1990s Gary Jacobs, obviously a badass. (laughs) I believe in the same trip, he took down that moose and that black bear. Wow. Wow. So, okay. I assume that he um, ate the black bear also. Yeah, I don't know exactly how they cooked it. I wasn't even born yet, unfortunately. Had he have done this when I was, say, 12, there'd be some amazing memories in it. But at that point, you can't really just toss away your your wife and your three kids and just right, not go yeah. to Alaska for three weeks. <laughs> so, Right. Um, so with that, um, I actually got a fun fact about um, eating black bear meat. So when you eat black bear meat, if they – because they, they love blueberries – it's kind of funny. So, like, if you picture, like, Yogi the Bear, the blueberries, he loves them. It's so, if you get a, they call them blueberry-rich black bears, um, BBB, triple Bs, they, the meat has a tint or a hint of a, like, a fruity flavor if they're eating a bunch of blueberries. And I, I think that's pretty cool. Like, it that doesn't really happen with a lot of animals where – what they're eating, like you decide that you can, like you can kind of taste it when you're eating it, but it does happen with black bears. Don't know how, don't know why, but if you are eating, like with if they have a lot of blueberries in their system, uh, when you when you kill it, it ends up tasting a little bit like blueberries, and that to me, and not even not even just the taste, but it makes it more tender, it makes it more satisfying, and. I would love to have a blueberry black bear steak. I'll tell you that much. That would be awesome. And I've never ate black bear before. I know the meat is a little different, and I would probably need some more expert help to try and cook something like that. Right. But if we get into food, I feel like this is the perfect cycle right into deer camp, and especially why I go to deer camp. Right, right, yeah. Go ahead. So, right, it's on our property, yep. the Jacobs, Jacobs Tree Farm. Yep. And there's usually three or four guys that'll hunt it opening week. A gun season is the big one. Gun season is the big one around. It was November 15th this year. It's always around that time. And so actually, out. actually here. So I got, I got a question for you on that. Sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. So with this deer camp, so you said that like, so the deer camp, I've been in this lodge that you have and okay. it is a, it is an awesome place just to kind of hang out, sit down, 
maybe like, especially like, for like a deer camp, like have a couple beers at, and it's perfect. So when you say so, they they stay there, correct? Yeah, some of the guys stay overnight, futon, whatever. My dad just walks up to the house a whole 30 steps away. Um, right. It's really not that out, and it's not a, a true deer camp, but it, it has the elements you want. It's yeah, no, food, definitely. And it's got the company. Those are the two things oh, yeah. you need. For sure. So when when that happens, when they get up, so they during this, this opening day, they all get up in the morning, I assume. Yep. And they all go, what, like to the back of your property? Yep. So out behind our pond, we call it the flats, and they've okay. got they've got some food plots out there, mm-hmm. and basically every every corner of this field, there's there's tree stands or uh, the ranger station that you're aware of, a more comfort kind of climb in, you're fully boxed in type of yeah, right. scenario. There's yep. there's things everywhere, and the guys will take their walkies out and they'll communicate. Yeah, we you know we got a deer coming in from the northeast side of the flats, like just just don't make too much noise. Like it's coming in your way. Like watch, like you got any antlers over there, like all kinds of different things. Um, I tell you, they get out. I tell you, I tell you what, that's the way to do it. That is the way to do it. You literally have all of this land and you have everyone like on every corner walkie talking, communicating to each other on where these deer are going. That is perfect. That's the way to go. But anyway, continue. So they get all that going, and then I don't know exactly what time it is. They usually come back up, right? You try and get out pretty early, somewhere between 5 and 7, I guess, generally. You go out. It's it's dark when you're starting, but you kind of get it as the light comes up. And usually, what, around lunchtime you're coming back in? At that point, it's kind of dying down. You're ready to get some food, maybe have a couple beers, play a couple games of euchre, whatever it is. You come back in. This is where I arrive. I walk out of the house. <laughs> I come out to the man cave, and now it's more people. So originally, there's probably four people. Oh, might have lost him. Um, he might have hit mute. Uh, we'll see. He's. Uh, let me look here. Woo! Oh, oh and now we're back. Are, people are bringing food, bringing meat. Bringing recipes, bringing bars, bringing beers, you name it. Guys are coming in. You got football up on the TVs. You got Sports Center. You got hunting shows, whatever they want up there. And then some of my favorite. Uh, it's just stuff you don't get anywhere else. Um, I look at that all the time, obviously. Tell stories about what they were seeing. Complain about other people on like nearby properties to them. And <laughs> the, the classic appetizer. Bacon wrapped right no no i agree uh so you're kind of cutting out there when you said bacon wrapped and i didn't hear anything else so what uh bacon wrapped what yeah he might you fill it with cream cheese wrap it in bacon stick that thing in the oven oh nice Okay, so okay, I that's that's uh, that's pretty big time. So like, when you bring up that they're talking about the like owners from around the landowners from around the area being like dumbasses, that happens all the time over here on Yo-Yo's property. Those Johnsons to the right of us, they shoot whatever moving. <laughs> yeah, you hear that kind of stuff all the time, and I mean these are all guys. They're experienced hunters. They've been out there. They don't just want to shoot. A little buck they want to either go for something for real or get a doe just to put some meat on the table they don't they don't want to go too crazy and shoot everything on the first so honestly the first day 
it's pretty rare that you see one of those guys bring something back up. Right. Which is almost special. It means that they get to keep going out and they get to keep hanging out and drinking beers. So maybe that's <laughs> part of it. But, I mean, being being 16 years old and coming out there and not fully understanding, but just, you know, getting offered to try this this fish they cooked up in a different way. The jalapeno poppers. Yeah. Um, guys will make special, like, uh, dipping sauces for for crackers or chips or whatever it is based on different different little spices they'll put in with like some jams and jellies and like there's just all kinds of different foods coming in and i'm trying to jump in euchre games i'm trying to do stuff i'm 16 and you know i'm just they've like ten dollars a game or whatever it is they roll something like that i'm like yeah you know i'm pretty good at euchre my dad spots me 10 i lose a couple games (laughs) (laughs) right no so um yeah with that when you talk about opening day being kind of like sacred it's definitely sacred around here also, and, um, like, with it, yeah, no one really shoots anything on opening day. If you do, it's kind of sad. It's kind of bittersweet. Like, yeah, you did get a deer, and hopefully it's a big one if you didn't shoot on opening day. But at the same time, that's the first day of the season. It's a long season. That means your fun's over. Yeah. So, like, with that, I mean, I that's, to me, that's kind of the way I think of it, and that's the same with... I mean, not for me, because I, I mean, I haven't got a turkey yet, but I, I mean, I've been going out quite a bit and kind of seeing the lay of the land, and it, for me, that's that's difficult. Um, I would shoot a turkey on day one, but I would not shoot a deer on day one, especially um, unless it was like an eight point, ten point that is going to be pretty solid. So, like, I guess here's my rule of thumb. So, as of right now, the biggest deer that I've shot was a. Six point, six, seven point was what about, about what it was. So okay. now, so it gets harder from here on out. It went, I went from a doe to about a six, seven point to now I want to shoot. If it's going to be early in the season, I want to shoot something bigger than a six because that's just the way it goes. You just keep going up the ladder. So as a funny thing that people kind of think like, oh, you've been hunting for a long time and oh, you haven't really got much, or you're not, I mean, yeah, but with the more experience you have, the the least, like the more deer you're not going to shoot, if you know what I'm saying. You want to always try to go for the big one, the older you get. Right, absolutely, and I mean, I think that just speaks to the, the room that has the moose in it in my house, right? Yes. There's not a bunch of two points, there's not a bunch of heads of little six points like those are the real deer they get put up in there those are what those guys are looking for they want to add to the trophy room they want to they want to shoot something that is worthy of paying to get um why am i blanking on this word right now uh you mean you they want the trophy buck i mean that's you don't you don't want to i i see what you're saying you don't want uh you don't want a bunch of like it, it, quality over quantity maybe is what you're thinking about yeah, absolutely, and I think it's um, definitely important to those guys. If if you're willing to pay to get it mounted and stuffed and everything, then it's it's a worthy buck, and it's something that you want to take down. But definitely. otherwise, you just want to kind of wait it out in the season and make sure you get some meat for the freezer. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm with you on that. Um, like I said, I've only mounted one deer in my life, and it was bad, bad like six, seven-pointer I got. Um but other than that, like if I shoot another six point, I'm not getting that mounted. I mean that that's that's one where 
I've already shot my first buck, and I got that mounted. That's a memory I'll have forever. The next one, hopefully, is bigger, and I'll get that one mounted. But um, to me, it's just a long process, and you have to in, enjoy it. And yeah, I just I, I'm loving it. What I, I'm loving what I'm doing now, and um, yeah, ready ready for maybe getting a turkey here in the closing sections of this. 2020 turkey season because with this quarantine and with everything going on right now that's been one escape that i've had from the everyday locked in a box um i go lock myself in a smaller box out in the woods <laughs> hey i know we're all rooting for you and whatever whatever hunting gods or religious gods need to be prayed to we're praying for you that the turkey is coming your way yeah i i hope so i mean it, it would be it's going to be amazing um if you can, if I can get out there and get one, God, I dream about it every night. Um, but no, yeah. Other than that, that's pretty much all I got for you today. Um, keep it short and sweet. Wanted to have you on talk about deer camp, and we did that. Absolutely. You know, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, hopefully, you know, I'm wearing my Jail Outfitters hat right now. You guys are doing an awesome, awesome thing right now. I really love it. Once a week, little 30, 40 minute podcast, uh, getting a little outdoorsiness in me. Uh, right. I appreciate what you're doing. I think you guys are doing a great job, and just keep it rolling. Thanks for having me. Yep, no problem. And yeah, like like we said, you can follow Noah Jacobs at Noah Jacobs twenty two. Is that what it is on Twitter? Yep, at Noah underscore Jacobs twenty two, and then at Scrambled Legs Pod underscore. Perfect. Well, hey, I appreciate it again, and to the fans, keep ripping darts and flinging arrows. Yeah, we like the bomb, 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 b